0: Welcome to the Friday, June 2nd edition of the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined today by former Jinx star and current TU quarterback Stephen Kittleman. We sat down on Friday to get an update on how his TU career is going so far, what's it been like under new coach Kevin Wilson, a look back at his Jinx career, as well as what his plans are after college. Let's just start with your summer. I mean, we, we hear that football is like a 12 Twelve month, you know, twelve month job. What's yeah. what's going on now and in July? Do you have a little time to kind of vacation, decompress? Yeah.
1: So um, we uh, we finished school um, around May May fourth, May fifth, um, and then we got about two weeks off. In um, that time, me and about eight other teammates actually went to Ireland um, on a vacation, um, and so that was that was a cool deal. Um, we spent about eight days over there and um, just kind of, you know, uh, diverse ourselves, um, you know, learning the culture, um, all that stuff. So that's kind of what I did during that break. Um, and then we came back and today marked, um, the end of the, our first two weeks of summer workouts. Um, so we're kind of in the thick of it right now. Uh, we got about three more weeks and then, We'll take a we'll take a little uh, week long break for July fourth and all that, and then we'll come back and we'll be rolling and going to fall camp and into the season.
0: Who I went to Ireland with you? Uh, so it's me, uh,
1: Connor Bryan, who's a kicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caleb Matthews, long snapper. Seth Bullock, a linebacker. Mitchell Colkin, um, mm-hmm. who's an older guy who I went to Jinx with back mm-hmm. in the day. Um, Owen Ostrowski. Mm-hmm. Um, Dane Hodge is a safety. Um, might be forgetting someone, but I think I think that's that's it. Why Ireland? Uh, Seth Bullock actually his parents um vacation there a lot. Uh, so they we were talking about it with them one time and they brought up the idea of uh, just going over there and and kind of showing us around and we said, yeah, let's do it. And it was an awesome trip. I mean, one of my favorites ever and um, you know,
0: just being being in a foreign country with their best friends is, is pretty fun. Sure. So, yeah. so, if I were to plan a trip to Ireland, what what do I need to do? Oh, what, well, what do so I need to make sure to see yeah, a lot, a lot. <laughs> We, uh, we stayed in a town called um, Donegal
1: on Critch Island, and so that's about four hours um, from Dublin. Um, okay. And so it's not, not really uh, the big tourist spot, which was, which was nice. Yeah. Um, we got to see a lot of, a lot of really cool sights, and there wasn't a lot of people there. Uh, so it felt like we were kind of secluded all alone, and um, it was in the countryside and um, on the island there was probably about 30 to 40 homes maybe and then a golf course and so it, it, yeah it was awesome um and the golf course was beautiful but um yeah I would say I don't know go to any pub you can um uh, anytime we went to the pub the food was great um the people were awesome um and then I mean see as much as you can it's it's beautiful and you know play play as much golf as you can too <laughs> how many rounds did you get in uh we played twice okay so and the golf course was it was a nine-hole course actually um but it was it was amazing like it was beautiful it was in great condition the views were crazy. It was right on the ocean so like oh. right on the tip of the island oh um, gosh so it was it was very cool for sure what'd you shoot so I actually I shot a um I uh, the first time we were we didn't really keep scores it's kind of like we're, we're warming up a little right. bit the second time um I played a little better I shot I shot an 82 um okay. you know obviously it's Nile course so you're playing both nights twice um yeah. so but uh, yeah I shot an 82. Uh, not my best round ever, but I mean it was it was beautiful and it was it was a fun time for sure. What is your best round ever? My best round ever actually, uh, it happened recently. Um, I was playing with a buddy um, at Tulsa Country Club, uh-huh. and um, he invited me out, and I haven't seen him in a while. And I went out there having no expectations. So I, you know, just came out there with a good mindset. So I'm just going to swing the club and have fun. And I ended up I ended up shooting a seventy five, <laughs> um, which. Was very surprising to me. I don't ask me how it happened, um, but it did. It was it was funny. We were on the last hole on eighteen, and um, I was I think it was three over at mm-hmm. the time, par seventy. And uh, my my buddy looks at me, and goes, "You know, if you par this, like that's definitely you know that's your all time best by like three strokes." And I was like, "Yeah." And then I ended, I followed by sculling it off the back of the green, um, and then sculled my chip and ended up um, doubling the last hole for a seventy
0: five. So. Yeah, that, okay. Um, he, he, that's yeah. like the worst thing to say to someone. <laughs> yeah, for if you sure. par this, you're gonna like, no, 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 yeah. don't, don't, like, you don't say that. Yeah, he, uh,
1: he goes, I, I should have
0: said that. No, and I go, yeah, we both laughed about it. Yeah, <laughs> so it was, nice. it was
1: funny, but
0: yeah. So I understand you were recently named a team captain. <laughs> yes. The only walk on. Yes. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. How many, for, how many team captains are there?
1: Yeah. Um. So, Coach Wilson, I think it was maybe a second or third team meeting with us when he first got here and um he pulled out a, a bunch of papers, started handing them out and he said, I want you guys to just write down the you know, the twelve guys on this team, so there's twelve. Twelve guys that you think are, you know, the leaders. Um the leaders of the team captains, I guess you could call it. And yeah, I was um I was picked as, as one of the twelve. Um I was the, the only walk on, so it definitely it meant a lot to me. Um and, you know, being a younger guy too, it's it's not a, easy to be a leader either. So, um, that was a A big moment, and I was um, yeah, I was super pumped about that for sure. So how do you lead? Well, um, it was interesting. I think you know at Jinx, it was a lot easier, um, obviously, because being the starting quarterback, it's a lot easier to have authority, you know, um, be able to you know talk out loud and and gain people's respect. And coming to TU, I came as a walk on, obviously, Mm -hmm. and so I was like, um, and I you know I've always loved you know to be a leader. I think it's it's awesome. I think it's super cool and. I said, well, how can I, you know, be a leader? You know, I'm not, obviously I'm not gonna come out the first day, you know, yelling, hooting and hollering and, you know, trying to be the big, um, big leader guy. But I said, well, I think I can lead by example first. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I kind of just made a promise to myself that I was gonna just show up every single day and try to just serve my teammates, try to do what was right, you know, no matter what, Um, and, yeah, just, just show up every day, and it sounds cliche, with the same attitude and the same work ethic. Um, and work as hard as I can, not only on the field, but you know, also, also in the classroom um, and in you know, the community as well. And just you know, lead by example, um, and then later on, you know, the voice you know, will come. You know, but just lead by example and do whatever you can to help the team. and I think Ser- Serve out. your teammates. What does that
0: yep. mean exactly?
1: How do you do that? yeah um i think being there for you know whatever they need i mean it can be as simple as um we're running sprints they're bending over and you you pick them up and you you know you spray some water on them, you get them some water um it can be helping them with homework um you know giving them rides i mean anything that can just help them you know um, morale boost you know guys are struggling you know it's their freshman year um, coach got on to them they're in a bad mood um just picking up knowing i was right there with you you know i was i've been in the the, you know little valleys where you're like oh can i play college football all that stuff and and just helping them uh i don't know just have a better morale about themselves and help them know that you know we're
0: all in this together and and it's going to be are there any so are there any specific duties associated with being a captain like i was talking to your sister about it a little bit and that she was kind of trying to explain it to me they're they're, you have like a group of guys, right? Mm-hmm. Explain that a little bit. Yeah,
1: so after um, our team selected the 12 leaders, um, Coach Wilson kind of explained what was going to happen, and basically each leader um, got to draft a platoon, that he likes to call it. <laughs> and so we each have a platoon, or a team of eight guys, okay. and so we each got to draft a team of eight guys, um, and basically the thought behind that is is Coach Wilson really wanted us to just be a, a player-led team. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, and yeah. So we're we're really you know we're in charge of it, guys. Uh, we uh, get them you know the schedules, daily schedules. Um, we make sure they're you know going to class, um, body weights, nutrition, and based off of that you get you get points each week. Okay. So each player of of the team uh, gets points. Um, you know, it could be, did they make their body weight? You know, do they show up to all their classes? Um, how they do in the weight room? You know community service. Uh, we had a few community service um, events. Um, did they show up to those? Um, and based off of that, you know, you get a point total. And there's a there's a champion um, for. We did a winter winter off season champion, um, and then we did a spring um, off season as well. And right now we're in the summer quarter, and then we'll just we'll keep on going. And if you win, um, Coach Wilson's been really good about getting us some some good gear, and then he'll take us out to dinner. So
0: nice. Yeah, it's been fun. So let's. Let's talk about kind of where you are, your mindset right now. You're you're going to hold this year, correct? Yes. And you're going to be signaling in the plays, mm-hmm. which you did at Jinx your first couple of years. I did. Yeah. We'll get into that in a second. I don't know if a, a, appreciated is the right word, but do you feel maybe more more valued? Maybe is that the right word? Yeah. Um, like maybe more so than your first couple of years here?
1: Is that fair? I wouldn't say I feel more valued. I would say that I'm bringing maybe more value to the team okay. than I was before. Okay. Um, that's kind of um, – now, of course, yeah, I feel, uh, you know, valued by the team, of course. But um, I feel like I'm bringing more um, to the table, I guess you would say, to the team with just, you know, holding field goals. And that kind of goes back to just serving team. I just want to, you know – any, anything I can do to help our team, like holding field goals or, you know, signaling in place, um, I love to do. So, yeah, if you give me an opportunity to get on the field, for sure I'll do it. Um, so, yeah.
0: How did you become the, the, the signaler? How does, um, how does that really process happen? that,
1: um, that started um, Spurrier – Spur Coach Spurrier, our OC, walked in one day uh-huh. um, to the meeting room, and he you know, goes, yeah, how are your signal skills? How are your signal skills, Kittles? And uh, I said, I think they're pretty good. I think they're good. And he goes, well, I think that's an area where you could you could maybe serve our team. And I was like, oh, let's do it. And then I kind of – me and a um, graduate assistant named Byron Robinson, we both do it, and Mason Farquhar. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. We all three do it. And so me and B-Rob, um, you know, when I'm not you know getting reps or – um, doing a drill or something that we'll signal in um, during practice and stuff like that, and it kind of just went from there, and yeah, I've been
0: doing it ever since, so. And this is a new thing. You didn't do this at TU? No. Uh, right? yeah, okay. this is, yeah, this Schreiner is a new just approached you like, hey, what do you think? And yeah. you were like, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, of course. Um, yeah. Okay, without maybe giving away any team secrets yeah. or anything like that, what, what's the process of getting a play to the quarterback? Ooh, like, just um, break, break it down the best you can. <laughs> I'll try to break it down because I do anything the reason um, I ask I imagine it's not nearly as simple as one might think,
1: yeah so um, if you
0: can break just kind of break it's it down. Real, a lot of people
1: probably watch you know me or Byron or Mason signal and like how like what is going on but really it's not it's not that bad um but I mean obviously you know in every play call there's a you know there's a formation there's a, a route or a run and it goes in a specific order with the signals um and so you know you'll give them um some sort of uh, some sort of maybe a formation tag or something and then go off of that with a, a route or um a run game scheme um something like that but so the coach is in your headset
0: yeah and they're to- they're reading off the play and we're just we're just signaling it as they go and now are all three of you signaling different things and only one is the real play is that maybe we- i don't know I don't okay <laughs> <laughs> i don't know um
1: yeah, um, we all kind of have our own little group of signals, I guess you'd say.
0: Um, but yeah, you never know what either either one of us is signaling. Do you guys uh, have those some of those crazy signs that we see on TV at some colleges where they're holding up the sign and? Not yet. We, yeah. yeah. No, no signboards. I know. Um, I think our defense may have
1: used those last year or something like that. But yeah, not no no signboards. How did it work at Jinx? Um, so at Jinx, it was pretty similar to, to you. Um, okay. We didn't we didn't do any sign boards or any crazy things like that. Really, just hand gestures, stuff like that. You know, I didn't even have a headset on when I was at
0: Jinx. I just stood next to our OC and he just talked to me right there. Okay. So yeah. I mean, I would imagine, you know, when you plays are really complex. And the coach is relaying it to you, and you have seconds to get it in, right? Yep. Like I would imagine that's kind of a harrowing, or, or maybe not. I don't know because you do it so often, but just that it seems like a very important thing that could very easily go wrong. You know, it could. I mean,
1: you could easily mess up a signal, and if someone sees something, another person sees another thing, and then the whole play is, is screwed up. Um, hopefully, that doesn't ever happen. But um, <laughs> yeah, and, and I like I don't think it's uh, the most complex thing in the world, and it probably looks like it from the outside point of view. But, um, yeah, I mean, there could definitely uh, be a mess up at some point in time. That would not be good. Um, but,
0: what was it like for you to be a star quarterback at a place like Jinx, and then come to Tulsa and not play?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I mean, star quarterback, that's, that's very nice of you to <laughs> say. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I mean, being the starter at Jinx, um, obviously a dream of mine growing up. And so that was awesome, very cool. And I um, loved my time at Jinx. It was super fun. Um, now, I think coming to TU and, and not playing, um, I'm not going to say I had an expectation like, oh, I'm, I'm just going to go to TU and not play. Obviously, you know, I'm working towards that every day and have the mindset, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll play one day. Um, but I, I think I came at it as a, a mindset of, hey, I'm going to you know live out a dream. Um, however that looks, uh, if I never play a snap, you know, that's okay. But as long as I'm, um, making our team better and, um, just pursuing a passion, um, I'm, I'm happy with that. And, you know, there's, of course there's, you know, there's ups and downs, you know, being a walk on and, and stuff like that. Um, but I never really came with the mindset of, you know, I, you know, I played at jinx, I'm going to play it to Never. I, I never came at it like that. Um, it was just me kind of living out a dream and, um, working as hard as I can and, and, just having fun, you know, being a college quarterback.
0: Sure, absolutely. I mean, you, you could have gone to smaller colleges and, and, and played. Mm-hmm. Yep. Had, so how had would had you kind of weigh, weigh that decision versus coming here versus maybe, was it Dayton, I think your sister told yeah, me? Yeah,
1: um, I had an offer from Dayton and I think Drake. Um, your sister said Dayton was begging you to come there. <laughs> is, that, is that like, Day- like just yeah, come um, here and play. Dayton Dayton recruited me very hard. Um <laughs> they were you know constantly calling me, constantly talking to me and um yeah, yeah, I, I for sure thought about it. Uh, I said Dayton's a, a really good school. Uh, it's in a cool location. Um and yeah, I'd probably play a lot more than I would at TU. Um but it was more um more about proving to myself um that I can compete with the the best. I mean, um that's that's always been my mindset growing up you know i'm obviously i'm a smaller quarterback and so i've always had a little chip on my shoulder uh, but just wanting the want to compete and the want to kind of prove myself was really what what drew me to you and of course I, I grew up in in tulsa so i related with it a little bit um but yeah um i think just me wanting to prove myself was a was a big deal and um
0: wanting to compete yeah at the highest level and plus the academics at a place of like course. like this is of just course. unbelievable. Yeah, second to none. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt about it. And but you but you still have it. You know, they always say you're only one play away from being on the field. Yeah, you still view it like that. I still, for sure. You kind of ha- you kind of have to as a quarterback, right? whether you're second string or whatever string, right? Yeah, yeah uh, for sure. And like um,
1: I think it's uh, coaches say it all the time: prepare. You know, like you're the starter, um, and. A lot, you know, a lot of times that you know goes over people's heads, and um, even mine. Sometimes you're like, "Yeah, I'm probably not going to get in this game or something like." That. But I always try to, you know, have the mindset um, to just, I mean, want you know want to be a starting quarterback and to compete like I am the starting quarterback, and you know, watch film and watch tape and and learn the offense and
0: and help other guys and lead like I'm a starting quarterback. So, yeah. your sister told me you've been a leader since you were seven. <laughs> I and, don't know where that came. from. And she. And she said, "There's just something different about you. Where where does that come from?" Um,
1: That that was nicer to say.
0: Um, I I think from a
1: really young age, I've always just loved just sports in general, uh, my passion. And coming with that was just working hard. Um, I've always those two things: just sports and just just working. um, I've always loved to do, and I think over time you know when you do those things consistently and when you you know start to um maybe realize that um you know maybe you are a leader then you get a little taste of it and people start um, maybe following you a little bit Um, you know it's a, it's a it's a good feeling and i kind of love that feeling from a young age and, and just kept
0: going with it so maybe i credit it to that i don't know your sister said a lot of nice things about you by the way if you ever need a uh, you know, uh, a, a PR representative. She she might be. No, I
1: tell you what. She's my she's my biggest fan. She is.
0: Yeah, and she said that biggest biggest crit,
1: biggest. She critic said that too. Well.
0: She she's like she's like I tear him apart and like, but you know, but like in good fun. But she yeah, she said no. I'll,
1: I'll tell anyone that. I mean. Uh, it it was it was always so fun funny to me because I, I thought I would, I would come off the field maybe at jinx or maybe a you cracks know, at T U that she was at and thought I did good you know and, and she'll she'll point it out right what was that you know that, that pass that you threw in the dirt you know what was that <laughs> little, that interception that you threw and I'm like well did you not see the maybe the touchdown pass or something yeah. and she always she always keeps me humble and I I love her for that and there's not many there's not many girls that
0: can can talk sports like her too so it's it's fun it's really fun. You were a freshman on Alan Trimble's last team, correct? Yes. What do you remember about that year?
1: Lots. I mean, um, that was my first. I mean, that was my first year of you know varsity football at Jinx, and you grow up just you know hearing you know about Coach Trimble um, and hearing about his um, just his greatness and mm-hmm. what you might call it. And sure. And so this was my first really look into it, and I was just kind of amazed at how he kind of went about things. Um, you know, a lot of football coaches are usually really, you know, kind of up in your face, really, really intense guys. And Coach Trimble was a little different. Um, he was, you know, he was a, a calm guy, but, you know, knew how to just get the best out of people. Like, and he just truly care about people as well. And the way, I mean, the way he ran his, his program was um, was second to none. And, and the culture that he created of just kind of working together um, and just having a, a, you know, a culture of um of family as well um and caring for one another um that year obviously it was his last year and he was battling um a lot of a lot of stuff obviously uh, with ALS and so um watching him lead through that was was pretty um amazing it was it was like nothing was wrong honestly like we never saw we never saw him you know wither or anything really? like that and um that year was tough I think we started out it might have been oh and four yeah,
0: I think it was one and four. It was one it one and four? S- something like something that. Something like yeah, it was, yeah. It's yeah, it yeah. a pretty, pretty bad. One Very unjinx like. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, like I said, yeah, you saw no, no weakness in Coach Trimble. I mean, he didn't flinch. It, yeah, we've we've done this before, and uh, we went on to win the conference mm-hmm. uh, that year. I think we won like eight or nine straight, something like that. We made it to the semifinals, um, and and lost to a really good uh, Wasso team that year. But um, gosh, yeah, I think. One of his one of his quotes um, I got this guy named will Cox used to play with me uh, he said this one time and about coach Trimble he's like uh, a season's not defined on you know winning losses but how much did you accomplish and that year I felt like we accomplished a lot and coach Trimble um
0: was proud of us but yeah that was a, that was a cool year for sure the number one thing you learned from coach Trimble was what mm. I think it I think it was that's a
1: tough one. There's so many things. I think you could go um, compassion, um, maybe integrity. Um, you know, always, always doing you know the right thing, um, and and not thinking about yourself, but always thinking about others as well. Um, he was one of the most humble guys you'll ever meet, and for you know his, um, for his uh, stature, you know where he was, um, that's not always easy to do. And you know he's a legend. Um, so humility and integrity compassion caring for others um just also just i mean he always taught us just your best is is good enough so i don't i don't know if that really answers the question well, but that's kind of what comes to mind when i think about it you said he he got the best out of people mm-hmm. how did he do that um really um i think I, I don't know i mean it was so subtle i felt like um maybe it was it was because of his um what what do you call it um I don't know, but I think um, I think his will uh, to care for people and relate to people and know that you know he cares about them um, yeah. and that he wants to get the best out of you made you want to do better.
0: Um, yeah, that's what I would say. So let's talk about go back to Tu and, and Coach yeah. Wilson for a second. Anytime there's a coaching change, there's new energy, there's different energy, the, the vibe is different for for obvious reasons. What's what's the vibe been like under Coach Wilson? You know it's 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 been a I would
1: say uh, oh I'll say a great vibe but uh, yeah great vibe but um, coach Wilson came in um, and you know he's a he's a pretty intense guy um, sure sure and he uh, I remember he walked in though we are all kind of sitting up straight and he goes just take a breath just take a breath and (laughs) relax and then you know he's a on the outside looking in he looks like a really intense guy and he is um, but also I'll tell you this, like uh, I tell a lot of people, um, he cares for his players so much. Uh, I don't know if I've been around a player, I mean, I mean, around a coach, like you know, Coach Trimble, for instance, but cares about his players so much, and he's always, you know, fighting, fighting for us, um, fighting for our facilities to get better, fighting for our meals to get better, um, things like that mean a lot to us, um, and so you know, he cares about us a lot, and he's also, you know, he's brought in a culture of just how can we work together. You know, how can we work together? Whether that's, you know, coaches, players, tutors, whatever. How can we work together? Um, and he's brought in a lot of a lot of discipline and a lot of structure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's been a really good vibe. I've been proud of the way our team's bought into it um, and kind of just started to work together and uh, rely on one another. Um, but, yeah, Coach Wilson, I mean, he's he's been great. What's the Kevin Wilson TU offense going to look like? Um, I, I don't want to give away too much, uh, <laughs> but I think we're going to have a – we're gonna have a really good offense, I think. Uh, we're gonna run the ball uh, really well. Um, you know, I think we'll we'll have a little um, passing game mixed in there, of course, with, with Coach Spurrier. Um, but I think we're gonna we're gonna run the ball really well first. Um, we're gonna throw it, of course. But um, I think you expect a, a lot
0: of different things for us. I think it'll be good. All right, explosive. Uh, we're, we're we're skipping around a little bit. Let's, yeah. Let's go back to high school a little bit. We talked about uh, 2017 mm-hmm. um, under Coach Trimble, his final year. Uh, let's talk about so you you called plays for jinx your freshman and sophomore year then as a junior and senior uh you started correct yes what are what are some of your memories from that junior and senior year Mm, um
1: gosh i think uh junior year that was a that was an interesting season um i think we came out we went down to texas and we won, um, won by a lot that game and then the very next game was uh the Bixby the Bixby game and you got hurt
0: that year right I did yeah I yeah got, I
1: got hurt in the Bixby game um I I tore my MCL on the um second or third possession of the game tore my MCL and ended up playing on it did not play well at all um could barely walk um that's not an excuse but um we ended up losing 57 to 7. I don't think I'll ever forget that score, uh but we lost by a lot, and then um I was out for two games i think um came back and we uh we made it all the way to the state championship, barely lost uh to Owasso. um but yeah that was a that was a good season for sure and then my senior year we um won the state championship, and that was of course the COVID year and so that was that was an interesting year to say the least
0: um but yeah. Some some really good memories for sure. You and I were talking about this a little bit before we went started recording. I want to ask you about high school transfers, and I'll I'll ask you the same question that that I asked you earlier about it when we were when we weren't recording yet. It seems to me that high school transfers are a little bit out of control. Is that? would you agree with that or is it just there's always been transfers and we just because of social media and frankly because of you know attention from newspapers and such it's it's just maybe more out there now we're you know you're a former player where, where do you stand on this um gosh to be honest with you
1: i, I really haven't paid too much attention to the um uh, the high school transfer landscape um i guess um I know and maybe there were some transfers that came into Jinx uh, from Broken Arrow. I think I saw them. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think maybe the effect of the, the college transfer portal has maybe trickled down a little bit. Yeah. Um, I really – I don't know how much of a um, big deal transfers were. I know there was probably a lot maybe in that little 2000s high school era or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, there's always – I mean, there's always been transfers. There was – a few kids that transferred in my junior year, um, my senior year, not really. Um, I think maybe it's there's a few more transfers now because, like I said, it's trickled down from the college. You know, if you know, if, and it's that it goes back to that attitude. You know, kind of if you're not playing there somewhere the grass is greener or something. And I don't think that's always the case. Um, but yeah, I don't really, I don't really have an answer for you on that. And uh, maybe it's crazier. Um, but I'm
0: not well, sure. And, and and to clarify what I said, there's always been transfers. Yeah. that's not new, of course. Uh-huh. But it just again, it just seems like it's they're more maybe there's more high profile transfers now i don't know maybe not maybe it's just that there's more attention on everything now yeah so maybe it seems i don't know i i I go back and forth Mm -hmm. um what do you want to do when your playing career is over get get into coaching (laughs) yeah yeah i do actually i want to i want to get into coaching
1: um yeah (laughs) that's what i want to do at first i came to college not knowing what i wanted to do at all like a lot of people and so i was like oh doctor that that sounds cool let's let's do that and i quickly learned that biology is not <laughs> that's not my uh my strength uh, so yeah now um i want to pursue um coaching um yeah do you know what level yet? Yeah, you thought that thought that much on it I really don't um preferably college okay. um you know after i'm done playing maybe trying to you know get a grad assistant position um and just kind of go from there. Um, but, yeah, not for sure. Uh, preferably probably college, though.
0: Yeah. What do you do when you're not playing football or playing golf? What do you do? Or play golf. Uh, yeah, play, play I had to qualify golf. that because yeah. I figured if I said just football, you'd say well, I play golf. Yeah. Um, I like to fish
1: as well. Um, fishing's always given me a good peace of mind. Love love to go to the lake. Um, grew up on Grand Lake with my family and my cousins. Um, so I've always been a, a huge uh, lake guy. Yeah. Um, Besides that, not much to it. I'm I just hanging out with my friends, um, going out to eat with them, stuff like that. Uh, but, yeah, I'd say, you know, fishing, golf, going to the lake, some of my main hobbies.
0: Your sister tells me that uh, Owen Ostrosky, let me say that right, is probably your best friend on the team. You guys, both high school football stars in high school, but you didn't meet until you came here, correct? Yeah, we never met. We never met until we, we met here, actually. Um, so yeah, Owen,
1: Owen is definitely one of my best friends. Um, we, we really get along. We have a similar, you know, mindset on a lot of things and it just loved it. love to play football too. And, um, growing up in the, in the same town, I think helped with that as well. Um, but yeah.
0: Now his dad, obviously
1: a mm-hmm. former NFL player. Did your dad play football?
0: My dad did not. Yeah.
1: My dad was actually a golfer, um, and then, and played baseball. i kidding. Yep.
0: And you played basketball in high school. I played. Yep, football and basketball. Okay, and uh, you. So we were talking about golf earlier. Do you, are you able to get out much and play? <sighs> um, recently I've started to play a lot more. Okay. Um,
1: but I mean, right now, um, I'll, I'll maybe play like two, maybe three times a week if I'm lucky. Um, well, that's a lot. Yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think it's a lot actually. But, yeah. Um, maybe maybe too much. Um, <laughs> but um. Yeah, um, the spring and kind of summer is where you can really play a lot of golf, but in the fall, there's
0: there's really no chance. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally, totally. totally. All right, well, let's end it there. We appreciate Stephen's time today. The TU Sports Extra podcast can be heard on Google, Apple, or Spotify. I'll be back next week with another player interview.